Hello, America. It's Friday. The good news is funding is coming your way if you have suffered uh, under COVID. Well, it's not coming directly to you. It's probably going to your union. Oh, you're not in a union? You should get into a union because those are good union jobs. You should do that. And, uh, and if you're a farmer, there is real help coming for you. Uh, well, I mean, unless you're a white farmer. If you're a white farmer, I mean, haven't you, haven't you, don't you have enough? Really? Uh, we're talking about the black farmers. Uh, there's lots of money coming for you. No strings attached to that, I'm sure. Uh, and it's uh, it's great. Also, if your state has been struggling, well, I mean, if you're a if you're a blue state, if you're a red state, screw you, uh, because you didn't play by the rules. All right, uh, 1.9 trillion dollar COVID-19 relief package. We talked to a member of Congress who has been shouting from the rooftops. Uh, warning. In 60 seconds. It's Friday. The Glenn Beck Program. So if you've been living with pain and you want to get your life back, I'm here to tell you I understand firsthand what it's like. I understand uh, getting up every morning and going, I can't do it another day. I get it. I've tried everything. Everything. I mean, I, I mean Chinese, mes- Chinese medicine. Have you done that? Yeah, I did that. Uh, you know, the uh, poking needles in your earlobes and all over your back. Yep, done that. Uh, gone to the Mayo Clinic, done that. Uh, gone to, uh, for three days at, uh, you know, another big hospital in New York. Yep, done that. Nothing. Hey, how about some really strong drugs? <clears throat> I'd rather not do that. But I've done that and nothing worked. Until I tried Relief Factor. Some of it would work and it would make me into somebody I didn't want to be. Or uh, it would work and then it would stop working. I've been taking Relief Factor for three years now. And I have to tell you, I am back to my old self. I don't have that kind of pain anymore. And I, I have Relief Factor to thank for it. ReliefFactor.com. 800-583-84. 800-583-84. It's ReliefFactor.com. Nicole Maliotakis is the congressperson, uh, brand new in the uh, in the House from New York. She joins us now to give us the details on the one point nine trillion dollar covid-19 relief package. Nicole, how are you? Great, Glenn. Great, great to be with you. I appreciate you having me on to expose what's actually happening in this bill. Yeah, so I read, I read uh, a lot of stuff. Uh, the media is, is spinning this, of course, as this is all going to help those states that are really in need and all those people that are really in need. I don't read it that way. Can you, can you fill us in with the facts on what is in this bill? Sure. Well, well, first of all, I think what people need to understand is that there's a trillion dollars left over from the previous package. So Congress didn't take the time to really identify where the need is, where we could potentially be shifting resources and ensuring that we came out with something that was tailored and specific to the needs of struggling Americans and small businesses. Wait, 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 wait. wait. I want to make sure I understand this. There's a trillion dollars in, you know, some fictitious bank account that they've already approved that hasn't been sent out? 
That is correct. So, uh, and that's education spend, spending to reopen schools. Some of it is PPP money for small businesses. Oh my! Um, so, so, so. And the interesting thing enough with the education funding is that the CDC said it would cost twenty-five billion to reopen schools safely across America. Yet they put sixty-four billion dollars in the previous package, with the majority of it unspent. And as you know, many schools, including those in my city, uh, remain closed. And on top of that, they want to put another $130 billion in this package with 95% of that funding not being able to be spent until after the after this year so, is so, over. So wait, the estimate is that to reopen schools, it would cost $25 billion, but between the unspent money in the last bill and the new bill, they are sending our schools $200 billion? That, that is correct. And so what I say huh. is only under a mismanaged government or when, when Democrats are in control, do things end up costing eight times as much as originally estimated. So, so what exactly is the, what, what do they say? How, what is the response on $200 million for schools? Well, there's been no response. As a matter of fact, uh, they keep insisting that this is for uh, reopening America's schools. We know that's not the case, number one, because uh, the estimates were uh, an eighth of, the, of what they're putting into this fund. The second thing is that um, the money is restricted to be used for over a year. So it's not emergency funding unless they anticipate that they're not going to reopen schools for an, a whole other year. Um, so to give you an example, in New York State, my state, uh, Governor Cuomo did receive $4 billion for school, yet many of our schools remain closed throughout right. the state. I mean, we just reopened middle schools in New York City. And as you know, the school's chancellor just resigned about an hour ago. Uh, and it's because I believe really because he hasn't been able to successfully roll out the opening of these schools and like the Catholic schools have in our city. Yeah. May I just recommend uh, for anybody who is struggling to figure out how to open schools, the first thing you have to do is um, teachers, you're to report back to class on Monday. If not, you're fired. That would be the first thing to do to open up schools. Uh, Maybe it's just me. Um, You also in this bill uh, are are uh, we are we are finding now. Uh, that there is a, a $86 billion uh, of our tax dollars to rescue union pension funds. Yeah, that, I mean, look, that that's in there. There's a lot in there, which is why we call it the Pelosi payoff bill, not the actual COVID relief bill. So it's not just, uh, you know, the bailout for pensions, but you actually have a $3.5 billion going overseas internationally for the global a health fund for AIDS, tuberculosis, and malaria, you know, good cause. But the thing is, why is the Amer- why are the American people picking up 88% of the tab for this international organization's expenditures? Because that's what $3.5 billion equates to. And this is at a time when even our diplomats overseas haven't even had access to the vaccine. And the other thing to show you how bloated this package is, less than 1% goes to vaccine production and distribution. And you ask any Democrat or Republican, local leader or national leader, and they will tell you that the vaccine development distribution is the number one thing to getting us back on track. So the fact that it's only equating for less than 1% 
And I had to use Siri, by the way, to, to figure that out because, uh, you know, calculators doesn't go up to one trillion to one point nine trillion dollars. But uh, when you calculate it using uh, Siri or Alexa, you'll find out that's point uh, something like point seven percent of the entire package is going to what is said to be the number one priority. That that is how bloated the, this bill is. Nicole, is there I mean, you're new to Congress. So let me ask you, are, are you. Is it worse than you thought it would be or better or about what you expected? Well, unfortunately, it's, you know, it's a very polarizing and uh, my first month wasn't great. It was a very polarizing uh, first month. I'm, I'm, you know, the fact that we lost the Senate was not helpful because there's no balance anymore. Uh, they changed the rules in this procedure. So that way they don't even need uh, any Republican votes. They, they changed it from the 60 vote requirement. Uh, they changed it to 51 votes using uh, what's called a budget reconciliation. Uh, and so, you know, they've basically shut us out of this process. And now we know why, because they wanted to jam all this pork into this bill. Uh, and, and, and as a New Yorker, I can say, look, of course, I want my city and state to have money, but I also want accountability. And I don't trust this mayor or this governor. Uh, I believe that they'll take the federal funds and they still will increase the, the taxes that are driving New Yorkers out. Uh, they're already talking about imposing higher income taxes and stock transfer tax. Uh, mayor de Blasio increases the property tax levy every single year. They just increase tolls on our roadways. Um, and so they're taking the money and they're still going to take from the people. And what's interesting about the way the Democrats set up this formula is that they changed it based on population to now based on unemployment rate. So governors like Governor Cuomo and Gavin Newsom are actually being rewarded for shutting down their economies and driving people out of work. So it's very disheartening to see how this is playing out. But I was a member of the New York State Legislature, also in the minority. And so I'm kind of used to these types of games being played. Um, But I'm hopeful that we'll be able to actually work together in a bipartisan fashion on some things like the president said he wanted to do, even though he hasn't tried yet. So I, uh, I was just talking to Bill O'Reilly, and he said what was happening in the New York House uh, and Assembly was that um, the Democrats are going after Cuomo, not because of any of the scandals, but because he's not radical enough. Do you believe that's true? Or is, is, is the de- are the Democrats in New York waking up to Cuomo? No, I, th- I think the Democrats in New York um, are getting a lot of pressure from their constituents who are demanding answers and families who are demanding justice. Uh, the governor made uh, a bad mistake by implementing this uh, order that mandated the nursing homes accept COVID positive patients. Then he underreported it uh, to the public, the number of deaths that mm-hmm. were as a result of that. Uh, and then he stonewalled the legislature. Uh, when they try to get answers. Uh, and then his own chief of staff admitted that they were covering up the whole thing simply because they didn't want the Department of Justice to gain access to this information. Uh, then he bullied one of the Democratic Assembly members who stood up to him because his uncle died in a nursing home. So I think they're getting very tired of the governor's antics. Uh, thousands of New Yorkers have actually joined me in, in adding their name at, at, at enoughcuomo.com to send a message that they want the governor to resign. Uh, and, and this has only been exacerbated now by the fact that uh, a young woman who is part of his administration has come forward with sexual harassment claims. Um, so I think the Democrats really are starting to get tired of the governor. Uh, you know, he's been in governor for three years, three terms. He 
does use uh, bullying tactics to get what he wants. Uh, he is vindictive. Uh, and I think that he's outdoing his welcome, both with uh, the other Democrats in the state, but also with the people, which is why his poll numbers have just been dropped so so much over the last month. So with him and uh, de Blasio are and I, I would love to know this in California as well, but you, you are from New York, so you might have a good handle on New York. Um, with Cuomo and de Blasio, the wreckage that has been done uh, with these policies, especially because of covid um, are, are people just wanting to get rid of them or are they tying them also to the policies that are so damaging? Well, I, I, they are they are tying them to their policies because they're the ones who put forward these arbitrary restrictions, uh, these mandated shutdowns that have hurt our local economy, that have led to thousands of people losing their jobs, um, that have uh, put small businesses, people's livelihoods uh, out. And, um, you know, schools, the parents, teachers and, and students that I speak to want to go back to school. And that is very upsetting. Uh, children don't have school athletics anymore, which is another big issue. Uh, and there's not a lot of a lot of these restrictions that they put in place lacked common sense. Like you can go to the gym, but you can't go to the yoga studio. You know, you can you can you can ice skate and, and you know you can go to an ice skating pavilion and skate, but you can't have hockey leagues. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Uh, and so there's a lot of frustration. And New York City were being treated differently than the rest of the state. The rest of the state is at 50% capacity for indoor dining. Uh, New York City was shut down for so long, and finally we got 25%. I kept pushing. We got another, more now we're 35% inching up toward 50. But why are we being treated differently than the rest of the state? So people are upset about this. They see that the governor and the mayor had way too much power, and you know the governor's power needs to be rescinded. I've said that. Uh, you know, repeatedly, I've been saying that for months, and the Democrats keep dragging their feet. But they finally have to go and do it and take back their power as a equal branch of government and, and work to just reopen this economy and get children back to school and get people back to work. I, ha I have to tell you, I think uh, between uh, what companies are have discovered with Zoom and, and virtual work, et cetera, et cetera, and the absolute devastation that has been done to manhattan and and your district in southern uh brooklyn and staten island i don't and i i know you won't agree with this i'm sure um but i don't see new york city ever recovering to the the uh the city that it once was at least for a decade um how 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 are you how is that area going to pay for all of the services that it needs and have promised when everybody's moving away, companies are yeah. shutting down. You're absolutely um, right about the policies that have been put in place that are driving people out. I do have hope that New York City uh, will recover, that uh, we do have a mayor's race. And I'm hoping that somebody uh, who will be, uh, you know, really, really try to roll back some of this stuff that the mayor did. I mean, look, whether it be defunding the police, which was a completely ridiculous idea, it's led to crime skyrocketing. Uh, we, we have a lot of mismanagement, a lot of mismanagement of our tax dollars, which is why I'm so yeah. concerned with billions more coming to New York. Um, but I do believe that um, it's up to the people. The people have to be vocal. They have to complain. You know, I ran for mayor of New York City in 2017. Um, I think we'd be in a better position had I won that election. Um, unfortunately, this mayor 
spends more and more money and the problems get worse and worse. So uh, that is the you know definition of mismanagement. Um, I think there's a lot of things we could be doing differently to tackle our homeless crisis, to make sure our streets are safer, to make sure that our trains are running, to make sure that our children are getting a good education in person. Um, you know, they, these are things that I think, uh, unfortunately, government has just strayed from the basics of what they're supposed to be doing, right? People yep. expect you to keep them safe, give their kids a good education, make sure traffic is flowing, the trains are running on time, uh, making sure that there's an environment where jobs can grow. And unfortunately, they've strayed into all sorts of areas. they got to get back to the basics. And that's what I'm going to be pushing for uh, and speaking out for both here in Washington and when I'm back home in New York City. Thank you so much. Uh, Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis uh, from New York. Uh, thanks for checking in with us. I appreciate it. Let me tell you about uh, Rec Tech because uh, spring, believe it or not, is right around the corner. And one way to forget everything is to just go out and uh, grill. Now, if you're still in a state where you are locked in on bad weather, you also can still not go out and grill. Rectech has this smart grill technology that is absolutely unbelievable. You can run everything on your uh, on your smartphone. You can set a timer like, you know, you can go to church. We want to do some brisket or something. We can go to church in the morning uh, and we just put the brisket on there and we can start it while we're OK. We're got to start it right now, you know, during the hymns, if you want to. I wouldn't do that. That would be sacrilegious and wrong. But you could do that. It's an oddly specific example for somebody who doesn't do that. But Rectech. Uh, it is built sturdy from stainless steel. It's like a tank. It's sleek. It's beautiful. And you are going to love it. It is the best grill, I believe, on the market. It's Rectech. Check them out on social media or just go to their website and A-B compare. Rectech, R-E-C-T-E-Q, R-E-C-T-E-Q, Rectech.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the uh, program. So we have the uh, Hippo Awards happening uh, today on uh, the Glenn Beck Friday exclusive, which is a chance just for Blaze TV subscribers to uh, kind of get uh, a little extra all the time. And uh, the Hippo Awards is a beautiful <laughs> trophy, isn't it? It not? came out great. It costs a lot of money. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, the Hippo Awards spelled with a Y uh, for um, hypocrite. Uh, the people who tell you to wear a mask and then don't actually wear the mask. Uh, and uh, I believe Gavin Newsom might be. Oh, he's got to get a hippo. Well, he's he's he lifetime is. achievement <laughs> already. <laughs> uh, he is in the running, uh, okay. but we don't know. We haven't counted. Uh, got to count the ballots. Yeah, got to count the ballots. And I want you to know uh, that uh, uh, the accounting firm of uh, Bill and Steve have done all of the uh, all mm-hmm. of the counting and we don't know bill or steve won't tell me who won they they that those sound like white names i hope they've they've repressed their whiteness uh before they started counting these ballots <sighs> they haven't but i am going to uh stiff them on their check gosh how many so, who, who up, who's up for these awards there's so many i mean i Cuomo's know has got to be up for one 
de blasio has got to be up cuomo we have a career retrospective coming up with oh, yeah. oh, no, you're, you're, you're just trying to get me to watch i don't even know if you have one uh i i think the cuomo thing's amazing to me because it, there's this thing that's going on now where people are saying like look he's having all these problems and we've noticed his covid handling maybe wasn't so good but that doesn't take away from his amazing press conferences at the beginning of all this in oh march and april when he really helped public health and hey i gotta <laughs> tell you something hi i'm governor cuomo and uh i like uh, masks i think the masks are uh hip yeah <laughs> i heard that clip the other day they're like you know you have to go but he was became a media superstar because of his amazing press conferences and they went through like a montage of clips and one of them was that clip where he literally is like oh i think masks are cool masks are cool now like, that's like the highlight of his press conference. <laughs> Mascar goal. It's, well, it's so that's bad. why he's such a trendsetter. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god, he is the worst. Yeah. Actually, you know what I would describe him? Andrew Cuomo is it's awful. awful. Dot com. Com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's what. I, that's check how I that would. out. And today on BlazeTV.com, uh, you you can't miss the Hippo Awards. Oh, there'll be some favorite moments for you as we share them today on blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code Glenn, save 30% last day to do it. This is the Glenn Beck. Oh, man, I just did a grill commercial. What else could we talk about? Hmm. What would tie in? What would Steaks? <gasps> wow. If I only knew who, you know, made those really good steaks or provided those good steaks yeah, for like really good steak houses. Yeah, you don't want like any steaks. Yeah, no, I want those. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would they be called? What, what, what city would they be named after, maybe? Well, probably Omaha, mm. you know, Nebraska, you know, uh, Omaha Steaks, Nebraska Steaks. No, Omaha Steaks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you put a dot com on there. Uh, then you'd have a business. You really would. OmahaSteaks.com. Now, if you went to that and you typed my name, Beck, in the search bar, hypothetically, you're going to find the Butcher's bestseller pack, uh, which you would save over 50%. Uh, and you get a little bit of everything, uh, all the bestsellers. It's burgers, pork chops, sausages, desserts, really yummy cut with a spoon style forks. You'll save 50%. Plus, you'll get... Four free chicken breasts and four free burgers at omahasteaks.com. Keyword Beck. Keyword Beck. Omahasteaks.com. Look, I don't want to panic you, but this is the last day to get $30 off oh my gosh, on no, Blaze really? TV. Mm-hmm. Today? Go to blazetv.com oh, slash Glenn. So Use the nervous. promo code Glenn. This is it. It's running Will out I get of time. in? Will I get in? Back in 1927, an American socialist said the American people would never vote for socialism. But he said under the name of liberalism, the American people would adopt every fragment of the socialist program. One of the traditional methods of imposing statism or socialism on a people has been by way of medicine. It's very easy to disguise a medical program as a humanitarian project. Now, the American people, if you put it to them about socialized medicine and gave them a chance to choose, 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 would unhesitatingly vote against it. So, with the American people on record as not wanting socialized medicine, Congressman Ferran said, if we can only break through and get our foot inside the door, then we can expand the program after that. 
Well, let's see what the socialists themselves had to say about it. They say, this nation will be provided with a mechanism for socialized medicine capable of indefinite expansion in every direction until it includes the entire population. Well, we can't say we haven't been warned. In this country of ours took place the greatest revolution that has ever taken place in the world's history, the only true revolution. Every other revolution simply exchanged one set of rulers for another. But here, for the first time in all the thousands of years of man's relation to man, a little group of men, the Founding Fathers, for the first time, established the idea that you and I had within ourselves the God-given right and ability to determine our own destiny. Write those letters now, call your friends and tell them to write them. If you don't, this program, I promise you, will pass just as surely as the sun will come up tomorrow. And behind it will come other federal programs that will invade every area of freedom as we have known it in this country. Until, one day, as Norman Thomas said, we will awake to find that we have socialism. And if you don't do this, and if I don't do it, one of these days, you and I are going to spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. How true. Uh, done by uh, uh, Nick Daly, our, our production guy. Uh, that's Ronald Reagan, obviously. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. It is Friday. I want to tell you about the podcast that comes out tomorrow with Tulsi Gabbard. It is really fascinating. It really is. Yeah, it is fascinating. But I, I think it's important that we we cover something that you oh, just said. And Why do you have well, you this? Get to, you, sometimes you say these things and they're so profound in the moment. You are such a jerk. And what are we you? lose them because of just, you know, you, you're so rapid fire with Here so it, many great moments. And comes. then we miss mm-hmm. a, a gem. And I think the audience may have may have missed a gem just a few moments ago. And I, I think the audience wants to settle in, clear your mind. What do and, you have? And just contemplate this brilliant analysis by Glenn Beck. Sausages, desserts, really yummy, cut with a spoon style forks. You'll save 50. <laughs> what, e- what exactly is Shut up. a cut the spoon like a spoon style fork? fork. No. I don't. <laughs> you know what that is? The copy says cut with a fork, but the actual term for for steaks is cut with a spoon. And so I. I I was, I just, so, wait, I was thinking for so it's a cutting... spoon, not fork, and I forgot mm. about the word steak. Right. No, and it's an Omaha steak commercial, oh, so why would you remember the, like the word it. steak? But so are you, I just want to clarify here. Shut up. Are you cutting? <laughs> Shut up. Are you cutting the fork with a spoon? Yes. I, Can we hear it one more time? I'm sorry, no, Sarah. There's yeah, I just no wanna... reason to cut with a spoon style fork. Okay. So is it a. F- is it a fork that cuts like a spoon? <laughs> just, or just, are you cutting? You know, you you did nothing. Let me just. Uh, that, there's a reason they gave that to you in 2020. Yeah, I'm just holding up the Hall of Fame award. Radio uh, Hall of Fame member. Bring yours out on the table. Would you, would you bring that one out? Uh, hold on. Let me press this button. Maybe it'll cut come out. with a spoon style fork. <laughs> ah, was that part of your acceptance speech? Did you a, cut a spoon with a fork such a on jerk. stage? Look. I don't know how I got this job. I don't know how I keep this job. I really don't. I I listen to other shows. I know how talented everybody else is. I listen and I'm like, they don't make any mistakes. 
they don't say ever. <laughs> <laughs> they would never say they'd never say this. Cut with a spoon style fork. <laughs> I know that. I listen. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> I know. I must have had pictures of somebody that I never took, nor did I know I have. They, you know, I bought something and it was in like a pocket of some used jacket or something. And it was like, he's got that jacket. You should put him on the air. Otherwise, he's going to use it. I don't know what was in the jacket. I don't even know what jacket it was. <laughs> I just don't understand why you would need a spoon style <laughs> fork. Shut it's, up. It just use a shut, fork or a spoon. Shut up. Why would you style your fork <laughs> after right. a spoon? All right. They're two different utensils. <sighs> Se- separate your cutlery is all we're trying to say here. <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> Wait, what's <sighs> that? What is that award again? Radio Hall of Fame. Wow. I mean, that's a what again, an amazing achievement. Again. For you. I had pictures of somebody in a jacket I don't own. I, <laughs> here's, the th- here's the thing. Uh, could we go back to the show, please? Cut with a spoon style <laughs> forks. You'll... Did you talk to Tulsi you know Gabbard I, about I, the spoon style forks? You know what's so weird? Mm-hmm. I am more comfortable with this than if you were actually heaping praise on me. If you were yeah, saying, oh, yeah, you know, no. you're a great, I would rather have you point this out. That's how sad my life is. Surprisingly enough, I'm more comfortable with it, too. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean, though. Okay. You feel awkward when. When people say positive things, which about is you. really nice yeah. because it doesn't happen, it, uh, yeah, at I mean, least yeah. very often. I've removed myself from that yeah. position consistently throughout my entire life. <laughs> well, here's the great thing: you're standing in my shadow for just the last 25 years. I know. So what does that say? What does that say? What does that say about yeah, me? No, it's, it's true. Sad. It's depressing when I think about it. So I try to drink right. a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't drink anymore, so mm. think how I feel. Uh, all right, Tulsi Gabbard. Yesterday, first of all, oh my gosh, it was the most beautiful picture we have ever received. We're doing things remotely now because of COVID. And uh, she was in Hawaii, and she comes up on my screen, and I just, I'm like, Tulsi, I feel like I'm doing an interview with a movie star. It was just so beautiful. Turns out her husband is a cinematographer. And so he set up the little Zoom call between us. You could tell. I mean, it looks like oh she's on a movie set. Yeah. She, and of course, it, she just is in Hawaii, so yeah. everything looks great. And she she's beautiful. Sure. I mean, she's really beautiful. Um, but we had an honest conversation. And the first thing I asked her was, are you, are you like a Bernie Sanders person who is saying stuff just to dupe people on the other side are you are you a bernie sanders person that now has woken up and like whoa that was crazy well what who are you because i can't put her in any box and she talks about it you know it's the box thing i'm not in a box she, she said is. she's interesting i don't know yeah. what she's going to stand on every issue Correct. she she has different reasoning. Again, I there's a lot of her policies that I think are really crazy, really off the wall. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I, in fact, I don't even know what her feelings are on spoon styled forks, for example. Shut she just up. seems to be completely. Shut up. However, uh, but like you know, she was she legitimately campaigned 
People wonder why I didn't call him and say, hey, you should drain your sprinkler system. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, She campaigned for Bernie Sanders. I mean, she was like a state chair, I believe, for his campaign in 2016. It seems totally disconnected from this person I find myself agreeing with way more often than I should. So I talked to her about principles. I mean, we spent about an hour and 15 minutes, and it was really a great conversation between people who don't really agree with with each other on some really important policies. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's really a model for the way people should to, should be able to come together. Uh, and talking to her about principles, not policies, just principles, I would vote for her. Based on her principles, mm. I would vote for her, if that is indeed who she is, and I think it, I think it is. Um, she certainly doesn't seem like she has a problem standing up to her party. Correct. Which I like. I, I like too. it on both sides, I frankly. I do, too. And we don't see a lot of it anymore on either side. Uh, I like somebody who's going to stand up and say, you know what? I, you know, My side sucks. I might be a Democrat, but this is dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. like that. I, yeah. I want someone who's going to be able to challenge that yeah. because then we just fall... I mean, Besides the fact that I think it's good for the country to have people like that, yeah. it's also not boring. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it makes these things a little bit more interesting. By the way, you can see the Tulsi Gabbard interview. It dropped yesterday on uh, Blaze TV. Uh, you can watch it today as well or listen to it on uh, blazetv.com slash Glenn. Uh, or you can uh, get it wherever you get your podcast tomorrow. And it, it's worth watching because she's beautiful. But... She also, you can look her in the eye and judge her. Is she lying or not? Does she really believe these things? Because I, I put her into the, you know, First Amendment. Uh, I talked to her about the military, uh, what was going on, how she felt about the, all the federal troops there and, and how, you know, during the, uh, during the inauguration, should we have done that now? What happens to those people? She said some things that she was very clear on that I have not heard really anyone willing to say um, about the military, at least on the other side. Uh, No way. She's really fascinating. I think you'll really, really like this. Um, I think she has her priorities right. So would a spoon-style fork be a Cut spork? with a spoon-style fork. No, when I point to you not <laughs> to play that again. Oh, my gosh. Because, I mean, they have the combination, and it, I guess a spork would be what you're talking about. I mean, it, you cut it. You could have just said cut with a spork, but you said a spoon-styled fork. Cut with a spoon-style fork. <laughs> I, have, I have to make some money to keep paying your salary. Could you shut like the terrible, pie hole for a minute? Terrible waste of money. Hustler Turf. If you have a lawn to mow, the thing I like about Hustler Turf is these lawnmowers, they were made for the industry. They were made for people who are cutting football fields and, you know, the uh, median in the middle of the road that you work really hard on. And then some golfer just drives across it and wrecks the whole thing. Um, it is it is a great lawnmower made for professionals and now after 55 years after inventing the zero turn lawnmower these are available to you they are made for your size lawn now but they have all of the they're tough enough let's say you have i don't know a quote friend that comes (laughs) over and he's and you just say hey i'll meet you out front and his back is turned 
uh, you can come up right behind him and that thing will chew that guy up and <laughs> cut him into I don't know how many pieces and it will still give your lawn a great look. Hmm. Really? So yes, it That's, really will. Is this in the it, copy? I don't uh, it really it. will. Hmm. No, but there's a spoon cut fork in this copy and a producer <laughs> that ends up dead in the end. <laughs> really? I don't you can buy some other why. mower, but before you do, do yourself a favor. Find a Hustler dealer and just go test drive a Hustler uh, Hustler turf mower. It, it, they're fantastic. Go to HustlerTurf.com. HustlerTurf.com. Cut with a spoon-style <laughs> fork. The Glenn Beck Program. So the $15 minimum wage is, is out of the uh, COVID bill. It was in the COVID bill. <laughs> There's so much in that bill. It was in the COVID bill, uh, but the parliamentarian said, you can't do that. Right. Well, I mean, it's revenge of the nerds. <laughs> you blatantly can't force through a minimum wage increase through reconciliation. That is just, that's not a thing. They, I think they knew it wasn't a thing. They decided to give it a shot, and they can now blame the parliamentarian for not getting it in. But they're going to try to get some hike in this. Uh, another gee, bill. guys, uh, don't think uh, yeah, you know you can do that. <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but like how what is the percentage of workers that make the minimum wage? What is the percent? I mean, what are we talking about here? What that make the minimum wage? Make the minimum wage. Do you know the number? It's been, I'll give you a hint. It's been falling over the past few years. 10%? T- 10% would be a guess. It was 10% about in 1981. Oh my. But then it's been falling a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. 8%? It did fall below 8% in 1983. 5%? It did fall before, below 5% in 1987. 2%? It did fall <laughs> below 2% in 2007. 1%? It did fall between one, below what 1% is the percentage? in 2019. The actual percentage is 0.8% of, of workers make the minimum wage. You or below, gotten. like so. I guess like that means like maybe like illegal immigrants Slaves. who aren't getting paid, yeah, you know, be the minimum wage. Zero point eight percent make this. And again, those this is people the are biggest thing oh, it's in the scale. in the world. And by the way, in that time, if you look at the entire time in there, they've been complaining. Oh, like they haven't raised the minimum wage in all of this time, and it's it's only seven dollars and twenty five cents. It's it's been that way for many many years now. However. The entire time it's been at seven twenty-five an hour, the median wage has gone up and up and up and up and up. Why? Why you have to? Right. Why would these evil corporations? All they want to do is pay their workers nothing. Why do they keep raising this over and over and over and over because and over again? It's the free market. Yeah, because they have to compete. So you what is the average wage. wage for people who are? are working a wage um i have clicked on at this time okay. median wage which yes. as, you, as i know you know is, yes. is a little different than average however yes. the average is much higher than this but currently the average wage is 15 dollars and 35 uh cents 15 dollars 35 cents an hour so again they're already over the yeah the one that the, the, the area they want to raise it mm-hmm. to now that's the median the average is up over 20 dollars an hour uh now but still 
it's not even close, right? And it's gone up and consistently up regardless of the change. No minimum wage changed in all this time, and it keeps going up and up and up and up and up. I wonder why. And I wonder why they just don't tie a minimum wage to inflation. Tied to the cost of living. Why they not? Because they need the argument, you need us, or they're bad. They set you on fire. You starve. You need us. Ugh. Ah. <laughs> this is the Glenn Beck Program.